The Good Neighbor Network, FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSRadio.com. This is a WGNS Action Line, talking with Rutherford County newsmakers about what matters most to you. Now, your host, Bart Walker. Well, good morning to you. Welcome into the Action Line from WGNS. This morning, we are looking at law and order. So if you have questions dealing with law and order, and particularly the Tennessee Savin program, which is Tennessee Statewide Automated Victim Information and Notification. Wow, that's all. That's a big word. I mean, a lot of words. We're going to find out what it all means. Rutherford County Sheriff Mike Fitzhugh with us this morning. Mike, good morning to you. Good morning, Bart. How are you doing? Good to have you with us. Good to be here. Hope you haven't had too much uh, of a challenge getting around in this weather. Not yet. Uh, Understand we've got some more coming, so we'll have to watch out. (laughs) Well, this is, you know, people are all concerned that this must be a, a change in the weather and Actually, I remember weather like this pretty regularly growing up, uh, and I grew. I've never lived anywhere but Tennessee. Well, this is good back to what uh, when I grew up, and of course going to school and everything here. This is pretty much normal what we had. Yeah. So, uh, I think what we've had in the past few years has probably been what I'd call abnormal. So, <laughs> <laughs> but it took us a few years to get back to normal. That's true. And uh, so, uh, what would uh, let's start it because everybody's been challenged. Uh, what is your advice to people? in driving or not driving uh, in this weather we've had well obviously of course with the snow and the ice if you don't have to get out then don't uh and that's the best advice that i can give you uh if you do have to get out and get someplace then make sure that you leave yourself plenty of time be aware of the surroundings around you and just drive it slow be careful the rutherford county sheriff's office has been doing a phenomenal job and just uh, i guess Last week, or not long ago, uh, they joined forces with the Highway Patrol, the Murfreesboro Police, and apprehended a guy who somehow kicked out the back window of a, was it a Bradley County? No, it's Benton County. Benton County, uh-huh. okay. Uh, he was New transport- as a bee. Well, he was transporting uh, through our county, going to Bradley County uh, uh, to take a prisoner, and uh, got to our county and uh he decided to kick the back window out and uh came across the car i think the deputy did a remarkable job because he was trying to get the keys to the car so he could get away and the deputy uh was able to grab the keys and get out of the car did that have anything to do with the fatal accident that was just i mean i didn't know whether that's no coincidental it just happened about the same time but uh the uh, accident itself there was a tractor trailer truck that had broken down uh in one of the lanes uh had put markers out and the uh, evidently the person that uh, went up under the truck did did not see that uh, but they were totally unrelated i had never seen an accident quite like that the highway patrol had sent us uh, the accident report, right, and it said that the car moved the truck. Did I read that right? You read it right. I was out there, and it did move the truck. It hit. Uh, I would suspect that she was doing at least seventy, probably plus, but anywhere uh, speed limit seventy out there, and from all indications, never hit a brake or anything. Mm. So, so, so sorry to hear that. It was tragic. Let's change to a different subject. Obviously. Uh, Savin. Now, you brought Gary Cordell with us, who is the Savin program coordinator. 
Uh, Jerry, good morning to you. Good morning, Bart. What is SAVIN? SAVIN, as you, you stated the acronym, Statewide Automated Victim Information and Notification, it's a statewide program that allows crime victims an opportunity to track inmates once they're incarcerated and booked into 95 of the county jails across the state. And it's a program that can give peace of mind to those crime victims, but more than that, it gives them empowerment because they, they will know if they register, and the key is you've got to register, if they register uh, to track that inmate, they'll be notified of what that inmate's status is, whether that inmate uh, escapes, and that's rare. Uh, if the inmate is transferred to another facility, they'll be notified of that. Uh, if the inmate is just released, they'll, they'll know before the inmate steps out of incarceration, they'll know where they'll have time to prepare. And the fourth uh, category would be if the inmate were to pass away while in custody. Uh, the victim will get a notice of that. Now, if a person is wanting to be released and applies to the parole board, will they be notified that they will go before the parole board? So if, if they want to come up and uh, say something, uh, they, they have that opportunity. Well, that, that's the state there, and, and there is a victim notification service for the state. It it's, has the acronym VINE, V-I-N-E. Uh, it's the same 1-800 number and the same website to register, but those are for state inmates. Uh, and as far as uh, notifications, it would be those same categories. Uh, when they're to be released, uh, if they are transferred, if they pass away, or um, if uh, uh, they... Uh, they have any any change in their status that's okay. that's going so, to be. So, but those are for state inmates. State inmates. Yes. Now, what are what are the seven inmates? Seven inmates are, are county jail inmates. Once, okay. a, and we have all ninety five counties as a part of this program, which is remarkable okay. because it's a voluntary program. Uh, you have a sheriff here in Rutherford County, Sheriff Fitzhugh, who has been a uh, ardent supporter of Savin, and and the numbers bear it out. We we track the number of registrations throughout the state, and Rutherford County has an enormous number of victims that uh, step forward and register to track these. And as I mentioned, it gives the victims peace of mind and and some empowerment. Now we have quite a large facility here. Uh, how, what is our capacity? Sheriff? Our capacity is 968 in our facility. We're running uh, today about 658. So that's quite a bit different from what it had been a couple of years ago. Correct. I mean, we were right up at the top. We were. When COVID hit, uh, the Supreme Court uh, came down with some rules and regulations on nonviolent offenders uh, that were misdemeanor uh, because of COVID. Then there was quite a few that were released. And... Um, since that time, our numbers, uh, we actually went down to around 535 at that time. Uh, we slowly started creeping back, uh, and I suspect that, you know, as time goes on and the COVID passes uh, or becomes less of a threat, then we'll see our numbers come back. Uh, we have a listener who's uh, just sent us a text on a question, uh, and, and they're asking about uh, with those numbers having been high before, uh, will they stay low now? Have there been any changes in who is incarcerated? Well, as far as who, uh, 
the low-level misdemeanors who uh, are nonviolent uh, uh, are the ones that were released. Uh, like I said, we uh, were down around 530. We're starting to see our numbers come back. Uh, as this COVID situation probably levels out at some point, then uh, we'll probably see our numbers come back. And I think people have heard in the news in other areas uh, to to try to reduce the numbers and to try to reduce some of the issues uh, between the, the public and the law enforcement agencies. Law enforcement agencies are not stopping people for minor crimes in some areas. And wanted to get your feedback on that because I've always heard that these uh, stopping of minor traffic offenses, a burned out tail light, what have you, those are the ones where you apprehend some of the really rough criminals. Uh, and if you quit doing it, you won't be apprehending those criminals. Yeah, uh, we uh, in our county, uh, I mean, we still enforce the laws. And uh, it's amazing. And I'll take the interstate, for example, because it comes right through our county. Uh, we remarkably uh, make a lot of arrests off the interstate, and these are people passing through our community, but are wanted in other areas, uh, and some for violent crimes. And uh, it's kind of scary sometimes to think uh, what's on the road with you, but uh, we do have that. And, of course, we're a crossroads here. And uh, at some point, it seems like anybody that does anything <laughs> really bad somewhere ends up in Rutherford County. Uh, as you know, we've been very successful uh, in our county uh, with some very violent offenders that have passed through our county that uh, our deputies, uh, because of being alert and so forth, have uh, apprehended them. And we have, uh, in addition to Interstate 24, we also have 840, 840. Mm-hmm. which connects, uh, what, three interstates? Right. Uh, so if you remember when 840 first opened, uh, you could go out there and you were about you're the only one out there. Yeah, uh, nobody not, knew not, about it. Not the case anymore. So <laughs> they discovered it. <laughs> they discovered it. So does that uh, prove to be a big area to police for you? Well, we, uh, along with our partners, Tennessee Highway Patrol. Of course, uh, Tennessee Highway Patrol has a primary uh, responsibility for the interstates, and uh, we do work in partnership with them. We have a, another text question here, and Gary, I guess this one would be for you. Uh, the person's saying that uh, their spouse uh, has been incarcerated on and off for about 10 to 15 years, and they occasionally become violent. Uh, they have a mental illness problem, and they forget to take their medications. Uh, but they have uh, abused this person, and they're concerned about their safety sometimes. Is this a program that could help them? Yes, it is, Bart. And if that individual uh, will take a moment, I will give you a 1-800 number and a website where once that individual is incarcerated in a county jail again, now they have to be booked in the county jail to to utilize this, but they can call this 1-800 number and they can register and then they'll have that notification service that I spoke of. But that number is one 888 Eight six eight four six three one. Again, it's one eight 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 six eight four six three one. Or if they have access to a computer, they can go to www.vinelink.com. 
So those are two areas that uh, they can go and they can register. But the criteria is that the inmate has to be booked in a county jail in Tennessee in order for them to register. Uh, we wish there were some uh, preemptive uh, uh, system that, that could notify them once they're you know, arrested, but uh, it, it works only if they're booked into the county jail system. And again, that number is 1-888-868-4631 or the www.vinelink.com. By the way, this program is placed in a podcast format on all of the major podcast sites in the world. So if you go to those sites to hear the program again, uh, we will list those phone numbers for you. Thank you. So if, if you miss getting them down, they will be in writing. Uh, on our website, it's the easiest place to find it, uh, wgnsradio.com, and just look under podcast. Our phone number is 615-893-1450. You can talk or text, whichever you prefer. And quite honestly, texting is easier because we can fit those in a little more uh, easily. 615-893-1450. Talk or text. Visiting with us is the sheriff here in Rutherford County, Mike Fitzhugh, along with uh, Savin Program Coordinator, Gary Cordell. And that's our topic this morning, Law and Order and the Savin Program. How long has this program been around? It's been around in Tennessee about 12 years. The, the program dates back nationally uh, even longer than that. Uh, it originated in Louisville, Kentucky. And there was a young lady by the name of Mary Byron who on her, uh, I think it was her 18th birthday, um, was murdered. And the way that murder came about, uh, her former boyfriend had abused her and uh, was arrested. And uh, back then there was no notification service. So uh, once he bonded out, he went to her place of employment, had purchased a gun and killed her. Her parents, uh, through all their grief, uh, wanted to make sure this didn't happen to any other family if it could be prevented. So they launched a, an effort to meet with every public official they could meet with, every law enforcement official. And through that, uh, the Savin and Vine program came about. And it grew from Kentucky to now it's in 48 states. Tennessee, by the way, uh, leads the nation in number of registrations. And uh, we're very proud of that. But more than, than the pride element, it's that fact that Tennessee is helping a lot of crime victims. So all of that is happening here in Tennessee? And yes, once it is. again, I don't think we can ever give this out too many times. Tell us the uh, contact information. It's 1-888-868-4631. Again, it's 1-888-868-4631. 4631, or if you have access to a computer, www.vinelink, V-I-N-E-L-I-N-K.com. As long as the person is incarcerated that you are concerned with, will you be on that list, or do you have to renew your uh, listing? 
No, you don't have to renew. Once you register, and, and, and the good news about this is, since there are two systems with the same 1-800 number, uh, if an individual is arrested and booked in county jail, and that individual goes through trial and is sentenced to a state facility here in Tennessee, that registration will follow them through state custody. So it's, uh, and, and that's something that, that just came about in the past couple of years, that, that transition where you didn't have to register again. So now if the individual is released and say three months later they're booked again for something, you would have to register again. So, but if, if they're transferred to a state facility, you don't have to do that. Now, if, they're, if you're concerned about your well-being uh, and they get arrested, uh, you're living here in Rutherford County, you're concerned here in Rutherford County, but let's say they did uh, commit a crime in Shelby County, other end of the state, and they are incarcerated in the county jail there. Uh, does that help you? It does help you because all you have to know is the name of the individual. You don't have to have a, a booking number or anything else. Just call that 1-800 number and you you will be uh, uh, put through to an operator. And, and that operator, uh, Memphis, uh, Shelby County is a good example. Uh, I've been told that on any given day, there are between 20 and 30 John Smiths incarcerated in Shelby County. So can you imagine if you, you call the number or if you're online and you type in John Smith and say you don't know which county it is, but uh, that 1-800 number operator, uh, and by the way, the, those uh, operators, they speak Spanish and English, and there's also a language bank, if, if you're not fluent in either of those two languages, that they can walk you through and help you register. But, but the thing about it is that they can ask you a few questions, and they're not probing questions. Uh, this is an anonymous service, so they're not going to ask you anything about yourself, but they're going to ask you, do you know when the individual was arrested, or do you know uh, approximately how old they are, anything like that? That way they can narrow it down on that John Smith out of all the 20 that may be in custody to the one that assaulted you or the one that uh, made you a crime victim, and uh, they can register you for that. Our phone number is 615-893-1450. We're looking at law and order, especially here in Rutherford County this morning, and looking at a seven program that can hopefully make you safer. Our phone number again, 615-893-1450. Rutherford County Sheriff Mike Fitzhugh is with us this morning, along with Gary Cordell, who is the seven program coordinator right here. We'll be back. In just a moment, stay with us. From the tallest tower in the city limits of Murfreesboro to every radio in the land, WGNS AM FM is everywhere you need us to be. By growing up in the restaurant business and being always around it, it was just something that was just second nature to me. I didn't realize the amount of work that was involved in it. I, I didn't understand and appreciate all that my parents sacrificed in order to provide for us. And now I'm very thankful and, I, and I'm very appreciative of the foundation that they laid for me so we could teach others to create what they have done to make it more of a legacy than just a passing of the torch. This is Peter Demas inviting you to enjoy a meal with our family at Demas's Restaurant. If I could talk to the animals. Hi, this is Amanda from Animal City, inviting your family to come in and do business with my family. 
As the weather gets worse and we spend more time indoors, give your pets additional enrichment. Here at Animal City, we carry a variety of toys and entertainment for pets of most kinds. When you stop in to see us at Animal City, make sure to explore all two stories of our wonderful pets and pet supplies. Animal City is at 919 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro. It's so important that we recognize our veterans, shake their hands and say how proud we are of the service that they have given to our country and that we thank them for that. I am Becky Bookner and we salute our veterans. Honoring and remembering those who served in our military, here is today's Salute to Veterans. Norm Alzir, he's a World War II vet. In this salute, we talked to a World War II veteran. When you went into the war, at what stage? Was it the beginning, the middle, close to the end? Well, it was close to the beginning, the December beginning. 7th. How many were on your crew? Six gunners and four officers. Did you ever keep count of how many you shot down? Well, yeah, I shot down three. How old were you when you went in? 19. 19 years old. And what was your parents' opinion of the... the no, my parents were dead a long time. I was an orphan. Being the young man you were, what kept you going? What was the driving force inside of Norm? I don't know if I could really answer that. You had a job to do, and you had to do it. That's about it, you know. Uh, you just didn't worry about it. You just no, did it. You did it. That's right. And uh, whenever you got back from a mission, you kissed the ground and glad you're alive. Well, Norm, I look back and think, how would your relatives hear from you? They called a V-mail. If you wanted to write a letter home, they call it a V-mail. A V-mail instead of an email, huh? Yeah. You write your letter, then an officer would take it, and he'd go over it. If he thought there was stuff in there that shouldn't be said, he would cut it out. And sometimes your letter would get home, and we'd be nothing but holes. This has been a Salute to Veterans on WGNS Radio. Restoration One of Middle Tennessee. A team of experts and immediate responders who help homeowners after disaster strikes. After disaster strikes. Fire, water, or storm damage. We can help you get your life back to normal quickly. Restoration One MiddleTennessee.com. Locally and veteran owned. Good morning. It's busy, but it's moving 24 out through the Hickory Hollow area. Lots of radar out here through Rutherford County this morning and also parts of Coffee County, especially 24 at by Epps Mill Road. Watch your speed. PensacolaBeach.com's got everything you need under the sun to book your next getaway. Log on to PensacolaBeach.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. We'll see a few scattered rain showers here for this afternoon with cloudy sky conditions high into the mid-50s. South winds of 10 to 15 miles per hour, gusting as high as 25. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 46. Time to order your king cake for Mardi Gras. This is Chuck Gandy with Gandy Seafood Company. We offer a variety of flavors. The Gandy Seafood Cajun Market on Memorial Boulevard across from Sportscom. My favorite is pecan praline. For orders, call 615-956-6590. Look up in the sky. There it is. The tallest tower in Murfreesboro. This is WGNS FM, AM, and worldwide at WGNSRadio.com. Welcome back. The number to call to lock in with us this morning, 615-893-1450. 615-893-1450. Welcome to our friends uh, all around. People tuned in in Smyrna this morning at 100.5, here in Murfreesboro at 101.9 and 1450. 
people uh, streaming with us uh, all around. I would have a, there's a map here, and I can't, uh, it's sort of hidden, so we'll look at the map later on, but we have listeners tuned in uh, in distant places. 615-893-1450. Visiting with us this morning, Rutherford County Sheriff Mike Fitzhugh, along with Gary Cordell, who is the Savin Program Coordinator. He's also with the Tennessee Sheriff's Association. We're talking about law and order here in the heart of Tennessee. I don't think anybody can uh, say that we have not really been impacted by this pandemic. It's certainly changed our lives and going on. Uh, actually, we're, we're past two years now. Right. And uh, has this had a big impact on other than what we've already talked about, reducing the jail population. But uh, you have a lot of people, even if it's 500 and something, mm-hmm. they're all confined. Yes. And that makes for sharing a lot of things, including germs. Uh, how have you been able to make it through there? I, we could learn from you, I think. Well, one of the things that we do, uh, anybody that comes into our facility to be booked, uh, they're isolated. And uh, for their protection and as well as protection for the other uh, people there. Uh, so we do isolate them. Uh, we do offer free tests for all inmates. Uh, of course, obviously, uh, they can refuse. But uh, so far, we've tested 5,628 uh, inmates. And uh, out of that number, we've had uh, a total since inception of what we know is COVID and so forth. We've had 391 cases. Uh, today, we've got 27 uh, in our facility. And uh, anybody that is tested and tested positive or uh, comes down with the symptoms, then, of course, obviously, they're isolated uh, to keep them away from other people. Uh, so that's that's the main thing that you're doing. We, we could take uh, a lesson from that on yes. when you say isolated how do you do that we do it in, in what we call single cell and then we have areas uh, in our facility that are set up where uh, if you've got more obviously more than one individual then we've got a cell pod where we uh, are able to put the individuals and uh, then of course obviously they're monitored uh, with our medical facility and uh, also we uh, you know we're not immune to it from our employees and uh, we've had uh, employees that's been impacted with this also and uh, we're 20 25 right now uh, of our employees that have tested positive and in or out right now uh, what we do before we bring them back of course they're isolated home and then we ask for them to have a test before they come back to work so isolating uh, the the people is is the best way to do your it's working obviously. well it's working of course obviously we do have a mass policy uh in the facility uh where we've got that much of uh, humanity massed together and uh so in our medical facility and everything everybody wears masks um we do offer uh through the health department uh, any inmate that wants to be vaccinated then we offer those vaccinations uh, to our inmates uh, we've done the same thing through the health department with our employees and uh, so we've offered vaccinations uh, to all parties. And Out of curiosity, and I'm sure you've kept numbers, uh, what percentage of inmates, what percentage of employees have chosen to be vaccinated? We're running pretty much in about the 55, 56%. It's pretty so much it's sort of like the state. Sort of like the state. It's, uh, you know, we're not, we're not unlike, I mean, we are, we're a part of the community, and it's not unlike what we see in the community. 
Are you finding, and this is just curious minds, uh, are you finding that most of those people are uh, the older ones who are getting vaccinated and the younger ones are not? Uh, we've had a mix. Uh, of course, the uh, older ones seem to, but uh, we surprisingly have had a mix uh, of both younger and older. And uh, it pretty well runs even. Interesting. Okay, but uh, I, I think we just learned something from hearing from you. If uh, if you have uh, family members who have COVID, obviously you're living in the same house together. Sure. But uh, if, if you you stay in your own rooms, that's sort of like your own cell, so to speak, and and you can isolate your your disease and and uh, not infect everybody. Well, it, it's it's a precaution, and uh, of course I. Uh, We've got people who have family members who've caught it, and of course, obviously, they've caught it from them. Uh, I think we're finding this, uh, what they call the Omicron now, seems to be, uh, for some reason, more contagious in terms of people being able to catch it. Uh, I think that, that we're going to see, and this is just my opinion, it's, it's going to be like the flu or the cold. I mean, it's here to stay. Uh, I think we'll see that there probably will be yearly vaccinations for it and so forth as, as we go on with this. Um, kind of like most things that's come along, I mean, once we get it, it seems like it's here to stay. Let's take a phone call here. Good morning. You're on WGNS with Sheriff Fitzhugh. How are you today? Doing great, and good morning, Bart. Good, good morning. morning, Sheriff. Had a question for you all, please. Um, regarding in the past, I've heard a lot of issues about overcrowding there at 940 uh -huh. and uh, wondering if that's still a problem. Also, had heard some complaints about the heating and cooling out there with some issues. Heating and cooling? That, sir? Yes. Okay. Uh, what about the over, you mentioned we're down right now, but we're starting to come back up. Yeah, well, we've, like I said, we're certified for 968, so we're far from that capacity at this point. So, no, we're not overcrowded. Uh, as far as heating and cooling, uh, it's an aged building. Uh, the heating and cooling from time to time goes on the blink, but it's mostly in the administration part. Uh, we're able to keep that controlled. We had six air conditioners and heating and air conditioners in the jail facility that were replaced through uh, a contract that we had through Siemens. Uh, it's a payback type situation on money savings, and it'll be paid for out of that. So uh, in the facility itself, no, we do not have that problem. All righty. Thank you for your call, by the way. 615-893-1450. If you have a question or a comment, you can call us or you can text us, whichever you've preferred. Uh, let's see. Uh, I've always, this may be the same thing. I've always heard about overcrowding at 900, at 940, uh, which is 940 New Salem Highway. Right. That's the cool way to put it, I guess. Uh, is this still a problem? And also inmates would complain. Of, well, that's the same thing the guy asked. Uh, so obviously it's a big question. Uh, heating and cooling issues. Uh, if, if there was one thing that you could eliminate as far as problems go here in Rutherford County, uh, the biggest headache at the sheriff's office, whether it's a crime or it's a way that something is done, what would that be? Well, obviously, one of the big problems we've got, we've got an aging facility. And uh, with an aging facility becomes the problems that you would have at your home. As it ages, then you're going to have those types of problems. 
one of the things that we've done and uh, we've tried very hard to do is to take care of our facility uh, in past years that has not always been the case and it's been more reactive uh, to the situation as it happened uh, we have uh, instituted several types of things in our jail where we've improved uh, lighting uh, to LED lighting to eliminate some of the electricity cost uh, we've instituted water control situations where uh, we're able to control the water and we're reducing uh, the cost of our uh, water by significant amounts of money uh, we have put a new roof on and all of this has been through grant money so it's not through local tax dollars that's been paying for this and uh, so that's one of the things that we're doing right now is trying to take care of the facility that we've got because as you know building today is very expensive and uh, so we're trying to avoid that as best we can so you're not saying the building is old let's tear it down you're saying maintain it correct so it hasn't been properly maintained well through the years and of course uh, a jail uh it's a 24-hour operation and uh, in a jail facility the building ages is about two to two and a half years per year so uh, you have a lot more wear and tear on a jail uh, your heating and air is on constantly because of that much, uh, that many people there in the jail. Uh, water's being used constantly. Uh, you take an inmate when we bring them in, if you stop and think about it, uh, we have to provide medical for them. Uh, we clothe them. We feed them. Uh, we toothbrushes. I mean, you know, everything that you've got that you do at home, we have to provide that for our inmates. So it's a 24-hour operation. There's something going on there all the time. Is there anything you're able to do to train these people so they can be productive when they get out of jail? Uh, are many of them in there? What, what is the longest term that they are incarcerated? Uh, we've in? had people up to several years uh, there. Uh, we try to, anybody that's sentenced at a state uh, facility, to go ahead and, and move them to the state. Uh, at one point in time, the state, with capacity uh, situations, uh, you had to wait for bed availability to come about. Um, the state went through pretty much the same thing that your local jails went through in that through the Supreme Court uh, in Tennessee on the reduction of inmates, then a lot of your state inmates uh, were reduced also. Uh, that opened up bed space, which at that point in time, then they started taking the state inmates that, that we were housing. Uh, we were housing around 200, 250 uh, on an average. Uh, we're down to around 62 now. So uh, that's taken a lot of people uh, out of our facility and moved them to the state facility, which has helped us in capacity situation also. Here's another question from a listener. Do you still do gardening for food? No, and uh, that's a misnomer. The food was never used. It's uh, a program that uh, was started. Uh, we did not see the benefit to it. Uh, we had other programs that we wanted to bring into, and so uh, that we do not do that. So what was the food used? It wasn't thrown away, was it? Well, some of it was, yes. Wow. Okay. Um, didn't you used to also at one point have some kind of a connection with the Tennessee Technology uh, Institute and, and teach skills in, in different jobs? We did at one time, and that... Uh, kind of uh, at one time kind of came apart we do a lot of programs now through technology is uh, we furnish inmates to the workhouse 
and uh, of course it's a work release program there and uh, you know a lot of our inmates will go over there on into that facility and then they get into that uh, we've got a lot of programs in our facility uh, we do uh, all of our work at the sheriff's office is done by inmate labor and uh, so our maintenance staff uh, have skills and uh, they teach these skills to the inmates be it electrical be it building uh, be it forklift and so forth and uh, we have had people certified through those programs so you you actually you do everything yes. out there yes and you have a, a trained staff who passes their skills on correct now for people who have to be certified when they get out into the real world uh, once they get this training are they at a level where they can get certified or do they have to do something else no we've had uh some people that's left us and just say for instance forklift <coughs> operator have left us to go to jobs as a forklift operator paying pretty good money so uh the covid of course obviously has hurt us in in programs uh because we had the points shut our facility down to keep uh, covid from being introduced in our facility uh, so we're starting to see these programs come back, uh, but as with everything else, uh, COVID did uh, you know impact those programs. Our program number uh, to lock in with us here: six one five eight nine three fourteen fifty. Six one five eight nine three fourteen fifty. We're going to pause for just a moment. We'll be back and continue the conversation. We're talking about law and order here in the heart of Tennessee. Rutherford County, one of the fastest growing counties anywhere around, and the happening place, Boomtown, USA, number one in the nation. That has some blessings and probably has a few negatives too. We'll find out about those. Sheriff Mike Fitzhugh with us this morning, also Gary Cordell with the Tennessee Sheriff's Association and the Savin Program Coordinator. Two powerful FM signals, one AM signal, and worldwide on WGNSRadio.com. You can listen to us anywhere. We are WGNS Murfreesboro. Here at Bud's Tire, we make buying Michelin tires simpler. I'm Allison Mitchell with Bud's Tire Pros. We offer a straightforward approach to service, including nationwide warranties with every purchase. Stop in today to see our full lineup of Michelin and BF Goodrich tires. For whatever you drive, Michelin and BF Goodrich have a tire to fit any need. Bud's Tire Pros, hassle-free, guaranteed. We're located on East Main Street, exactly three miles from the town square, one mile past Rutherford Boulevard. Visit us online at BudsTireProsTN.com. If you're looking for an authentic relationship with financial experts who genuinely care about your unique needs, Capstar Bank is for you. Capstar Bank is dedicated to the people of this community. Capstar Bank wants to help you reach your financial goals. Because at Capstar Bank, you matter to us. Capstar Bank, 2230 Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard, capstarbank.com, member FDIC, equal housing lender. When it comes to your home, memories and sentimental value are priceless. Fair Construction can remodel your home or can update your kitchen, bath, or other rooms. I'm Ron Hall. If you can dream it, Fair Construction can turn it into reality. Call Fair Construction at 615-893-6120. That's Fair Construction. I'm Ron Hall. Shop local. Let our family business help you. Fair Construction Company. 
I get a radio that's kind of possessed. It's Coast to Coast AM overnight every night. You have a possessed radio? Yeah. WGNS, Murfreesboro. Welcome back. Our phone number is 615-893-1450. And let's go to the phones. Good morning. You're on WGNS. How are you today? Good morning, Bart. This is Pettis Reed. Hey, Pettis. Good morning. I was just calling in. The sheriff's been very instrumental in getting a safe exchange location there at the jail. And I just thought maybe he might want to comment on that. Okay. Thank you. Safe exchange. Safe exchange program. Well, we, a few years back, uh, instituted in our uh, parking lot a camera that is monitored 24 hours a day where uh, individuals can come and uh, be on monitor and be on camera. And uh, in instances where children uh, are being passed from one parent to the other, uh, or, uh, you know, you buy something uh, online, and then uh, if you want a safe place where you can come uh, to exchange that, then uh, we've got that facility in our parking lot. And uh, like I said, it's on camera. It's monitored 24 hours a day. Very good. Uh, and in that same thought, uh, don't you also take old drugs, out-of-date medicine and whatever? <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, in our lobby, we've got a uh, locked facility where we uh, take old prescription drugs. And uh, we average uh, somewhere around 70 to 100 pounds a month, uh, which is kind of phenomenal to me when you take the size of pills and so forth, and, and we're getting that type of uh, react, uh from the public. Uh, but it's in located in our lobby uh, at 940 New Salem Highway, and it's available uh, there uh, 24 hours a day. You know, when you look at everybody's concerned about what insurance companies are paying for and what they're not paying for, I know in the past, say, six months or a year, I've had a few minor little medical things you go to the doctor for. And they prescribe you medications. Right. Uh, maybe you're having a, a, a tooth extracted mm-hmm. or something. They give you a lot of medications. Uh, 99% of the time, you don't use any of those medications. So you end up throwing them away. But that's costing money that could be used for better coverage. Instead of saying to somebody, we can't cover you for this, maybe they could save enough uh, by not paying for all that medication that you don't use uh, who knows but you're who seeing yeah. you're seeing a lot of medications coming through your place we are and of course we encourage that because uh, one thing we say do not flush this oh, uh, and get it that. into our water stream and so forth because uh you know you can imagine what that does uh so that's why we provide this uh, for the public to come and, and and is that strictly certain times of the day, or is it 24 no, it, It's uh, in the front door of the first uh, lobby, and it's 24 hours a day. It's okay. open. Mm-hmm. So just drop off, drop off uh, anything you have. Right, and it's uh, self-serving. You can come right in. It's on the right-hand side. Open it and drop them in. Okay, we have about five minutes left in our broadcast, so uh, let's go back and, and retouch on the Tennessee Savin program, which is Tennessee State automated victim information and notification and we have with us uh, gary cordell who's the program coordinator for seven with the tennessee sheriff's association uh and this has gone on in tennessee for how long again over 12 years 
And it's working well. It is working well. Matter of fact, as I mentioned earlier, we lead the nation in registrations. Uh, Bart, is if, that if good we, or bad? Uh, no, that that is good because okay. crime victims are empowered through the service, and uh, it's giving them peace of mind. So, and it also helps with investigations of uh, of crimes. Uh, uh, you know, the, those registrations will tell you, you know, uh, where an inmate is located. You may have warrants on an inmate in another county, and through this service, you can you can check to see if that inmate's incarcerated in our state so that's a good thing uh, if i've got just a moment sure. uh, we also have an app that that you can register on uh, the app uh, is called mobile patrol it's a free app uh, go to your uh, google app store or your your apple store and um, and it's a free app it's called mobile patrol and what it does it has the county inmates that are currently in custody and you can pull up those inmates and there's a little blue bar if they're still in custody that you click on the app and it allows you to register. Uh, the District Attorney General's Office uh, Victim Advocates, they use this religiously. They, uh, they work with victims and they register those victims uh, while they're meeting with them right there on their phones. But uh, this app is a free app and it's, it's funded through the ads that uh, are on, on the app. If you download the app and you pull up an inmate, you'll see a brief, uh, um, what they call e-commerce ad, uh, ad, and that's what pays for it. So it's not at taxpayer's cost. And it's a free app and a lot of law enforcement use it. A lot of victim advocates use it, but it's a free app to anybody and you can download it. It's Mobile Patrol. And it's uh, uh, an app that if you download it, decide you don't want it, you can erase it. And nobody uh, is going to charge you for it. Now, that is the app that shows who has been arrested who or is, if they've who, been who released. Who is currently in custody in, in uh, the county jails. And uh, in, in some counties, it actually shows the photo and the charges. But uh, uh, most counties, it's uh, it's got the... Uh, uh, the information on the inmate and as I mentioned it has that uh, little click uh, blue bar that uh, you click on it and you can register through the app to okay. track that individual. Mobile patrol. Yes. Okay and before we leave again uh, the numbers to call if you are a victim and you have a person that uh, you're concerned with who's incarcerated. Yes that's 1-888-868-4631. Again, it's 1-888-868-4631, or you can go to www.vinelink.com, www.vinelink, V-I-N-E-L-I-N-K.com, and those representatives uh, at the 1-800 number can walk you through, uh, and you can register, and uh, hopefully you've got some confidence that you're going to be notified that... Uh, the status change of that individual that uh, that made you a crime victim, uh, you'll you'll have a little power over them. Very good, uh, Sheriff Fitzhugh. Any thoughts uh, that you'd like to share before we leave today? No, I just uh, appreciate the opportunity of being on. Uh, tell everybody the weather coming in. Be safe. Uh, stay be, inside. <laughs> stay stay home if you uh, can. But if not, then be very careful getting out. Sheriff Mike Fitzhugh with us this morning along with Gary Cordell, who is the SAVIN Program Coordinator with the Tennessee Sheriff's Association. An old sheriff comes along next. 
old sheriffs never die. They go on the radio. They, they just keep on going, don't they? That's right. Truman Jones is next. Right here. Stay with us. <laughs> 